There we go. All right. All right. Hello, inventors and entrepreneurs. My name is Andrew Krauss. I'm one of the co-founders here at Inventor Groups of America. Type your name into the chat. You can click on the chat button down there below and type I'm new if you're new so we can welcome you. Okay, guys, that's really important because we are a very welcoming community. Also, for everyone, if you're not new or you are new, we'd like to hear your name and what state or country you're from. We always get a lot of people attending from other countries and other different states, all over the United States and Canada and elsewhere. So go over to the chat and type that in. You know, I'm Bob from Canada or from Quebec or whatever. Um, IDA was founded by Stephen Key and myself to teach individuals how to best commercialize their product ideas, as well as strengthen and support inventor groups throughout the nation and throughout the world, really. As many of you know, Stephen Key and myself also run InventRight, where we coach inventors to license their products. Everything we do here at IGA, Inventor Groups of America, is free. Yes, I said free. Isn't that nice? Um, IGA also has a directory of local and regional inventor groups on our website. If you're located near one, we highly encourage you to join. Please do not disclose anything that is confidential or not publicly available already. This meeting is being recorded and will be harnessed on our website and YouTube channel soon. If you have any questions for us, please type them into the chat. And as they come to you, we are going to be doing some Q&A throughout or at the very least at the end. So please type your questions in if they come to you. I'm gonna introduce our two guests now. After becoming a Mind Studio developer, Max Silvant began exploring how he could help people in his industry. As an architecture student with a passion for design and innovation, he was drawn to the world of inventing. This journey led him to discover InventRight, where he had the pleasure of meeting Stephen Key, my business partner. Stephen Key Chat is the first AI application he's built to answer questions about product licensing and protecting your ideas. Isn't that cool? And you can visit that at stephenkeychat.com, and that's totally free as well. Lewis is our other speaker, and we have the fortunate, um, we are fortunate to have um, him joining us. Lewis Chavez, he's the lead product manager at Mind Studio. Mind Studio describes itself as the fastest way to build AI-powered apps. You can use it to create no-code AI workflows that automate and optimize all parts of your business. Isn't that cool? So let's get back here. No more reading. Now we're just kind of going to go with the flow. Stephen, um, you, you want to do any sort of separate introduction for Max here to get going? No, I, I think I just want to jump in because I, we want to cover quite a few things this evening. And I want to say, hey, Max, how are you doing? Raise your hand so everybody can see who you are. There. Hi, everybody. I'm Max. Happy to be here. Okay. Max, I'm curious. You're, you're a young man. When did you start becoming interested in inventing and innovation and design? So, I mean, if you think of the, as a kid, it was Legos, honestly. Legos really got me into creativity and that mindset. And then my dad was also always trying to invent something. Even though he's in the medical field, he was trying to invent things. And then also in high school, I ended up, taking a class that was really an engineering class. And the whole project was we had to make our own startup. 
So that was a really cool experience that got me into the idea of coming up with an invention. But I didn't know about licensing business model at all back then. It was just like inventing and startups. And that's when I found uh, InventRight on YouTube. So that's what really gave me the the start to dive deep into inventing and licensing. All right. We we have a program, Andrew and Madeline, we, that we don't really talk a lot about. It's a free program for kids. It's called Invent Yes. We don't really promote it. We don't, people seem to find it. And Max, you found that program and you took it, correct? Yes. So I think I reached out to Courtney directly and she set me up with the Invent Yes program. And I ended up getting her as my coach for that. So we had a lot of emails back and forth where she helped me. And I was able to go through a lot of the material about licensing and learn from that. Well, what's really amazing, you took the course. Courtney is an amazing coach. She's going to come on a little bit later. I'm sure a lot of people know Courtney. Um, but I, I really want to talk about after you took the course, you reached out to us and you said, how can I, how can I help you? And and everyone that's listening, we, I usually don't get that that request from someone so young. How can I help you? And we said, well, what do you mean? I, I, I was a little confused. You said, look, I, I can create a chat bot for your audience or for your members at InventRight. And it was like, well, what is that? What do you mean? So Max, how did you, why a chat bot? What got you interested in that? Well, it ties back to innovation. I really just interested in learning new things all the time. So being on YouTube, I've just jumped into AI and then I started thinking about who I could help with it. Cause that's a big thing for me. I just want to help people. So what industry do I know inventing a little bit at least, cause I'm trying to learn it still. And then I know I'm learning AI as well. So that'd be a good place to start with AI. So that's what I did. I reached out to Courtney and started thinking deeper about how I could use what I know and have learned from this experience to use AI in it as well. So Max went ahead and, and he helped us. In fact, not helped us. He built a chat bot for members at InventRight. And very quickly, it, he implemented it and it got used fairly quickly. In fact, all the questions people were asking, we were kind of amazed. But then Max... You reached out to me and you said, um, you need to do a chat bot for yourself, Steve, because you have a lot of content. And we started talking about it and you said, look, why don't I, why don't we build one that, that has all your articles that you've written? And when I've written a thousand articles, five books. We didn't put the books in there. I think that's maybe in the future, but talk a little bit about that process because that took a little bit of, of time. And you also, um, after discovering quite a few things and we were going back and forth, you brought this company on or their app uh, to uh, to create, to help you create that chat bot and talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So we kind of had, I kind of had this idea and then Steven ended up texting me with, with his idea. And I was like, I kind of have that idea already. Maybe we should build it. So that's pretty much what we did. And we just talked about what could go into it. So we used all the the thousands of content. So instead of, you can, of course, go read content, which is great. But if you can ask it a specific question and get a personalized response, 
the thing is it's personalized and that's a great thing to have so that's what we did and regards to mind studio i developed a bunch of different versions of it on other softwares such as voice flow bot press and stuff like that but they were not as efficient and voice was really cool because you can embed an ai to a website so that's how we're able to give it to all of y'all and share it well what was interested everyone he, he keeps on changing it because he's not happy and he keeps on showing me something and showing me something and i'm loving every minute of it but he's not happy with it and finally he he finds mind studio and he goes this is what we want this works and it works extremely well how many people have used it stephen key chatbot already is anybody raise your hand if you're using it no i don't see too many using it yes a couple of people there if you want to find it, all you have to do is go stephenkeychatbot.com and any questions you have about product licensing, it's basically in there. And it's really, truly amazing. How many active users do we get in there occasionally in there? We we broke 600 users today. Okay. And it's only been up there for a little while. But um, we have someone from the company. Um, thank you, Louis, for coming on for Mind Studio. But the reason why you picked it is there is really your kind of your mission statement, isn't it? Louis, isn't it your mission? Anybody can use it. It's easy to use. I mean, tell us a little bit about your your program and your company. Sure, yeah. Mind Studio is a platform that allows anyone to build their own AI applications. And uh, I have a, a short uh, presentation is okay if I, I share. Is this a good time for that? Let me go ahead and yeah, share please. my screen. I, I prepped something here uh, for us all to take a look at. Thank you. So Mind Studio is a, like I said, it's a platform that allows anyone to build their own uh, AI applications for a variety of use cases. My name is Luis. Uh, I'm the, a lead product manager for those of you that, that don't know me. Um, thanks for the introduction and I'm very happy uh, to be here joining you all. And I've I've seen the AI that was built on, on your website. It's, it's very cool. I asked it some questions myself um, and it was, it was very fun. I'm new to the world of inventing, you know, other than being in uh you know various new companies and ventures like this um but i asked it a few questions it was it was very insightful um a little bit about our company uh we raised about 36 million dollars in venture capital we are uh venture backed we've been around for about seven years and uh recently launched our product mind studio uh last summer and since then uh there have been over nineteen thousand. Uh, different kinds of AI-powered applications that have been deployed on our platform. Um, these these AI-powered applications are powering large enterprises, government entities, small businesses, and even solopreneurs who end up using um, uh, AI applications that they make to help them make themselves more productive and and more efficient in their daily lives. Um, I definitely recommend if you're interested in AI, uh, you can check out a full list of various types of use cases that we're seeing in the wild, primarily um, in, in business. Um, we have a full list on our website uh, to check out more. And when we think about 
AI powered applications, they're not so different from uh, the traditional apps that you see like on your mobile device, for example. Um, these applications in particular are web applications, but they all look and feel very similar to applications you're used to opening up on your phone. And the nice part about these AI applications is that they can be distributed everywhere. They can be shared via a social link or embedded in a website like you saw uh, for the uh, the Stephen Key uh, questions bot. Um, they can be tied to the physical world via QR codes. So you can open them up by scanning a QR code and begin using AIs. Um, or you can add them to your mobile screen or wrap them inside of a, a, a wrapper to publish to app stores. Or you can even run them as backend services as the AI portion for an app that, you know, you're, you're building and just using Mind Studio as the... Uh, like the AI intelligence of your application. And so it's very versatile in that way. And these things can be accessed by, you know, yourself, a team, you know, you can lock them behind a paywall um, or they can just be made available to the public to, to help out the world. And so these AI applications, like we mentioned, are uh, very similar to uh, applications that you've seen in the past that you're very familiar with. They have all sorts of different screens that are completely customizable that you can configure, um, including, you know, various onboarding screens and forms that people can fill out to provide a uh, training and information for the AI to process. There are different kinds of menus that allow people to select different options in these applications. And then there are final, um, you know, output screens that allow you to, um, you know, revise documents or chat with the AI further or analyze uh, uh, various types of documents, things like that. And um, similarly, there's some stuff that happens on the back end with these things that, you know, we, we handle for you. You can create all sorts of different kinds of automated workflows um, that allow you to process information in, in various kinds of ways. And you can completely customize the various inputs and forms that you want to present to users. You can attach your own data sources. So um, uh, Max and Steven mentioned that Steven had written over a thousand different articles. And when you ask it questions, we're able to keep that as a data source that the AI can then reference, or you can make calls to your own databases or various services and customize it with JavaScript if you're a developer. But just keep in mind, all of this uses all of the most popular AI technologies. So all of these large language models that you've probably heard about, you know, in the news, the most popular models coming from, you know, OpenAI and Anthropic and Google and Meta and things like that. So it's a very versatile platform. It allows you to do all kinds of different things for all kinds of different use cases. And it's very easy to get started. Um, we we teach a course ourselves, uh, like an intro course, if you wanna learn that I invite you all to join us for um, at some point. Um, but that's kind of in a nutshell, like what we're about. We wanna make it very accessible for anyone who has an idea to uh, incorporate AI into their idea and, and really optimize their their own business processes or or any sort of uh, uh, applications that you're looking to build. Um, and so seeing what Max built and and what Max and Steven built together on the site was very exciting. So I'm very happy that I could listen in today. Well, well, thank you very much for that. And you have a U YouTube channel too that people can watch. 
yeah, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, you can find us. Uh, we are Mind Studio by UAI. Sorry about that. Um, this is our YouTube channel. I'll drop a link in the chat here uh, so that everybody can check it out uh, whenever if you guys are interested. Um, we have courses where you can learn how to build your own AI applications in you know less than an hour um, to get up and running. So it's it's pretty neat. We do a lot of uh, a lot of the work behind the scenes for you and make it very easy for you to kind of configure it all yourself. Well, thank you for doing that because when um, Max and I got together and we started talking about how do how do we use this this type of technology. And if you know Andrew Krauss and, and myself for the last 25 years, our mission has been to, to help inventors and to um, help them in many different ways. And one of one of the ways is just good educational content. And that's why there's a thousand articles and five books, a million words, actually. But where do you put all that information? And we knew from our YouTube channel that people were asking all these questions, but there's no way we could we can do that. It's just impossible. So having this type of tool now allows us to put all that information and provide each and every one of you access to this information to help you along your inventing journey. So Max, um, I cannot thank you enough for putting that all together, but Max, you've got some other ideas too, because it doesn't just stop with just answering questions, does it? No, the AI can be used in so many different ways, especially for inventors. And education is definitely at the base of it. So that's why this is what we're building now, because it's really important to learn as an inventor how you can be inventing, of course. Yeah, I think what you're going to see, everyone, um, you're going to see other applications that we're going to get involved in to help you find companies and help you write one-line benefit statements and help you create powerful outreach emails to companies we're going to help you through all the steps of really getting you in the game, right? And it should be something um, that you use. Please use it as much as you want. And if you have any comments, please let us know because we're we're always fine-tuning it a little bit. I think that's part of it, too, to see what people are saying. So we're, we're very excited about this opportunity to, to provide each and every one of you access to our content to, to help you along your journey. So, Max, you're going to school for what? I'm currently in school for architecture. So it's very uh, innovative and creativity focused. And that's how I was able to learn about inventing and bring that to the table as well. Wonderful. Does anybody have any questions? Because this is a good maybe point to stop for a minute and ask if anybody has any questions. You can raise your hand or put it in the chat. Daryl put a question here. How much does it cost to build or how and how long? Depends on what you're building, I guess. Max? So if you want to build your own to solve your own personal problems, which is a good use case of my studio, you can build custom solutions for yourself. They're free to run so you can and use it yourself. But if you want to host it somewhere, there's a, a small monthly fee that you pay to have it so that other people can use it as well. Well, see, that's fascinating because you'd see something like this and you normally think this is something for businesses to use to develop different apps and applications for employees or customers. But you're saying you can actually use it just 
for yourself. Yeah. And so that's did, how I started. Have you done that? Yeah. So I have all these, I learned all the 10 steps of licensing. And then I figured out the big problems in each of the 10 steps. Then I built an AI for each of the 10 steps almost pretty much. And then the goal is I use these to advance my ideas in each step. So if I have a bad idea, then I can move on to a new idea and get through the steps faster. So that's the whole goal. You solve your own problems. And as an inventor, maybe we have different problems. So it'd be good to make your own AI, but it's also good that we can help and try to make specific AIs for inventors. The one thing we were very concerned about when we started typing in questions from one of my books at um, ChatGPT, it gave answers to my book that were not correct. And that's why we were kind of like, wait a minute, how do we, how do we provide our own content and how do we pull maybe some other people's contents that we want to include? So it was very um, important to us to make sure you've got the right content um, because sometimes it's pulling from areas that maybe that's not exactly the right thing to do. So, uh, uh, translation, when you just have a pull from the entire internet, you never know what it's going to say. Um, <laughs> it's like kind of. Kind yeah, of. And that, oh, ties be. Into, Go ahead. that ties Go ahead. into using chat GPT as an inventor. You can definitely use ChatGPT as an inventor. It's a good thing and it'll help you, but you have to know really well how to prompt ChatGPT so that you can get the output you need for your specific use cases, like building a one sentence benefit statement. So the advantage of using a AI app is that it's, it's, I can like customize the prompt engineering. So that's what I did. So you can just put in like one input instead of telling the AI act like this, act like an inventor. I can actually, it's already trained on acting like an inventor. It knows what you want to do and you just have to tell it one or two things instead of telling it 10 different things. Hmm. That's the difference between creating a very a specific chat bot as opposed to a more all encompassing the entire internet chat bot. Yeah. I'm sure Lewis, Lewis agrees with that. That's just how, that's the big benefit of Mind Studio. You can customize. Wolfie, you have a question. Go for it. Uh, you have to unmute yourself. I clicked on ask to unmute. Yeah. You should be able to. There you okay. Go. Hi there. Um, so my question for both of the uh, presenters is there are various um, language models out there, open source language models, supposedly. Um, are you using any one of those or what's underneath the hood? That's one question. The second part is how much input, how much data can it take? Is it like you said, a million words? Can it be a billion? Yeah, that's a, the, that's a really good question. So one of the unique benefits of Mind Studio is that we are model agnostic. And what that means is that you get to pick and choose what large language model you want to use for every step of your AI workflow, meaning you can choose different models to perform different tasks within your AI. So for example, if I was wanting to generate some code, I could use Code Llama versus if I wanted to generate, you know, 
uh, a bunch of text that you know sounds relatively human i could use a model like claude 2.1 which is kind of known for that or something with a little bit more logical reasoning i could use gpt4 and so we kind of pull in all of the most popular models we're soon gonna allow for um enterprises to even um uh like load their own models into the ai uh de depending on like what you want to build and then as far as the amount of data that you can process. There's a couple of different parts to this. One is uh, what we call the context window. And this is the amount of text that can be sent through the AI on any given initial message. And every, every large language model has a different context window. The most recent largest context window uh, that kind of made the news was Google's Gemini 1.5. Uh, that was saying it could take it's uh, like a million tokens like a whole they they demonstrated like uploading an entire movie and it it understanding like key points of the film which is very interesting the largest one that we offer today on um mind studio is claude 2.1 which can handle uh, i think 150,000 uh, tokens which is kind of equivalent to like a 75 page uh, book um and so it can ingest that and then also output that. And wow. then there's also the the fact that you can upload data sources um, like like um, uh, Max did with the, the Steven uh, chatbot, right? Where we, he uploaded a thousand different articles. And then what we use a special process called RAG, uh, which is uh, retrieval augmented generation. And what that means is rather than having the knowledge of all thousand articles at the same time, what it does is it takes what you ask it and then it kind of, it queries that database like you would um, ask Google, right? Or something and it pulls back the most relevant results and uses it as a uh, context for its responses. And so that's a, a way you can be much more efficient with larger amounts of data that you need to process. Okay. We we have a question um, from a good friend, uh, Warren Wilson. Where are you, Warren? You want to ask a question? Can we unmic? Oh, there he is. There you go. I'll unmute him. Hi, Warren. Okay. There you go, Warren. Hey, yeah, long you. time no see. Yeah, Andrew. It's great to be here. Hey, um, I. I love using AI to be honest, but what I found was was that the, the response I get was very much in relation to the quality of questions that I asked it. And sometimes um, the questions were not all that good that I asked it, and I go, "Why did I get this?" But what? But I've got I've kind of learned over over time to ask it better questions. But what it sounds like, what Max and um, Lewis are saying, is that you can set up an app on AI so it just naturally asks or helps you to ask better questions off the get-go, which would mean it would be much better, much quicker to get better answers. Is that is that the way I'm is kind of that is, is would that be a fair assumption of it? Yes. At, at its base form, making an AI application in Mind Studio can be as simple as removing that step of asking the question. And just having your in, and it'll just it'll ask it the question itself, basically, which is pretty cool. So you like don't have to know how to 
talk, you could say, to the AI, which is very interesting. Can you say that again, Max? So I, I didn't completely get that. Can you explain that again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was kind of ties back to what I was saying about ChatGPT. You'll you you'll give an idea and you'll say like brainstorm about this. But when you're making an app to brainstorm ideas, you can already embed into the app how the process of brainstorming stuff. So you don't have to type out the process. It already knows the process. So all you do is put in your idea and it'll brainstorm for you. So that that's related to Warren's question about how good of a, of a question should I ask? Well, on ChatGPT, you need to ask a really good question to get a really good output. But with an AI built on Mind Studio, built the right way with good prompting, you don't need to ask these questions. I have a question. Um, we built this on a, a, a website because we thought we'd build that first and then go to an app. Was that the correct thing to do, in your opinion, to do that first? And how easy will it now to put this into an app? Are you asking me or Lewis? Well, I think I'm going to ask both of you, both of you guys. That's a good question I had for Lewis, too. Like, how to implement it into an app because I did try to build an app with it as well as one of the older versions. Because it's really for apps, right? I mean, that's what you built your whole platform, correct? Yeah, so the approach that you took in building a website um, and embedding the AI inside your website is absolutely the right approach for the first step of you know what what you're trying to do it is the the easiest way to get an ai live well the the easiest way is just to share a link with someone but the fact that you have it on your website um it, is certainly like a very a valid approach to uh to all of this if you're looking to build uh an app like your own app that would live on like the uh, apple app store or like the google play store what you would do is the exact same process you'd, you'd build everything around the uh the embedded ai because it's just what we call an iframe it's just an element of of code that you can put anywhere that it allows for uh embedding of things and so if you build an, an application you can still have that iframe element and and embed the ai itself into the app and so you're kind of packaging it all up and the app is just or the the ai that you build is just a small portion of the whole app that you end up building similar to the website right like you built all the content around the website and then you just embedded the ai inside of the website you would do the same thing if you were to build an app got it Stephen, uh, we got three people with their hands raised i think serena and then edgar and then v you want to kind of do a rapid fire here and Sure. Ask some questions. Okay, cool. Let's do Serena first. Go okay, ahead, there Serena. you go. Um, so Luis and Max, thank you so much for Luis. Thank you so much for for providing this information. I found myself um going like, is he speaking English still? Because I got really like, is there a beginners Max and Luis? Is there like a step one for people who's super new to yeah. a AI that you'd suggest um, so that we could understand like maybe some of the verbage. Um, but I'm super geeking out on this and I'm super loving it. So thank you for, for sharing all this information. Um, somebody had asked, 
can it call for me? And I'm actually going to go to a trade show to um, just have some connections in Vegas uh, in two weeks. And so I just went on ChatGBT and I was like, how do I approach, you know, and, and the challenges of trade shows. And it just gave me all this information. So if you're like, can it call for me? Probably not. I mean, there's some CRMs that can do that, but you could actually go in and whatever is like holding you back from it, ask them, ask the, you know, the AI or the, the chat GBT, and it will give you so many great suggestions. And Have you all. used uh, Stephen Keychat in that use case or only? Yes, yes. Uh -huh. I just, I just, yeah. Because I wasn't and sure if it would provide content in that way, because that's not really like teaching licensing, but it is helping you like reach out to people and, and communication wise. Exactly. So yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like um, InventRight has given us so much, you know, but it's like, how do I do that part? And then that's where it kind of fills in to make me a little bit more confident. Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. So you don't have to go find exactly where Steven said that. You can just ask it and it'll pull it as best as, as, best as it can from the content. I'm gonna go back to the first part of Serena's question, which I think was good for Luis. Um, we're pronouncing it right. Everybody's saying Luis, I think, Luis. and I did it at the yes. beginning too. Lu I'm sure Luis. you're used yeah, to thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Luis, um, is there in in your website is there just some like kindergarten tutorials that are like i'm gonna build this little thing that's super simple it's like oh i can actually do this stuff you know and you, do you have anything like that yeah absolutely in fact the very first playlist on our youtube channel is a course that teaches you how to build a very simple like content generator something that just like makes blog posts or things like that that's kind of what we call our our starter project because AIs are really good at just generating words like it's really good at stringing sentences together and so the natural um first project is like some sort of like blog post generator I think we build a generator that helps um sales like like write pitches and things like that um and then secondarily we also offer a weekly um two-hour uh intro course that basically walks us through step by step. We build something live, um, and it's it's based off of the the YouTube tutorials. But if you want just like a very simple like how to build your very first AI application, you can check out our module one, level one on YouTube, and honestly build your very first application within an hour or so. Thank you for asking that question, Serena. And then we got Edgar and then V. Edgar, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations, uh, Andrew, Stephen, Max, Luis. Uh, that is great. Uh, I have several questions. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, Max, I think, uh, or Stephen said uh, that uh, the comments on the YouTube channel would be uh, probably considered. That's uh, what uh, it's called the user generated content. I don't know if, if that's uh, factored into the into the uh, oh. your AI app right now. Is it user user generated content? User generated content. No, um, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, 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 okay. 
I mean, it's just, it's the, the Stephen key well, chat maybe that's is, the, is the next phase, right? We... Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. The content right. that the chatbot makes, oh. if that's what you're referring to. That's not yeah. trained on, it doesn't go back into training. It's specifically just the content we've provided it from thousands of articles. So it doesn't, it doesn't change how it will answer your questions based off of that. Oh, and uh, you have a, a thousand articles written by Stephen Key. Um, is the AI trained to uh, gather more knowledge? Is it is it uh, connected to the internet so that it can gather more information based on what it already has in, in, the, in, the, in the viewpoint of uh, innovation, licensing, in all those related themes? So as far as I know, it's connected to our open AI and it's trained to not stray from the topic of inventing licensing innovation. So it will only use the specific content that we've gathered as much as possible because that's one of the biggest issues. JetGPT will give you so much information that you don't know what to do with. So we didn't want to have a bunch of other resources coming in from ChatGPT. And that was our biggest problem. One of our biggest problems going into the project. We couldn't figure out a way how to get it to not say something that had nothing to do with inventing and licensing. And my studio was a really accurate platform in pulling from the knowledge base. And the only way for me that it doesn't automatically um, update with knowledge. I'd have to go in and put in new documents for it to pull from. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think Stephen Stephen doesn't want it just saying whatever. And people are like, well, Stephen Key Chat said this, but if it's based on his thousand articles, he's like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> so you never well, know what Chat GBT can say. Well, there's a lot of content that has been written, but how do you access that all of it? So how do you go back and pull that information? And we thought, what a great way of of putting all that together where it's always available. We can always add to it. So right. that's why it was very important to us to know that it was a reliable source. Because like I said earlier, I, I typed in the chat GPT a question about my book and it gave me something that I didn't say. So I was very concerned that that chat GPT doesn't speak for me. Hmm. That's well, why Stephen, we, we got a real problem here. Mike Hamlin wrote in, I asked if Stephen had a good jump shot, but it couldn't find the answer. Stephen, question mark? <laughs> you know, you... Well, first of all, I have a great jump shot. And, and, number, and, and number two, I should probably put those type of answers to those type of questions. I was wondering when it was going to go in all these different directions, and I'm sure it has at times. But that's a yeah. very funny. We have one more question, and we want to switch B. it over to Pamela. Yeah, let's, let's do I, I, have, I have let's another do. question. Okay. Uh, I have another question. Um, the can you uh, with AI um, sort of? Uh, I, I think you, you you're gonna get scared of my question, but uh, can you sort of uh, distort the uh, the answer so that it, so that it its objective is not to give you uh, is to sell, not to educate. Uh, the whole the whole point of it is to educate. So that's why that's why it's that's what it's trained to do in the prompt. So our focus is helping people. So we want to educate as much as we can. 
Can you put I think what he means is could you could we could you create something similar, Max? That the right. point was to sell. It was like a salesperson. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Oh, uh, like create content that will help you sell, like your no, product. that will answer questions about a product. Is that correct, Edgar? Yes, and and probably uh, push uh, invent right in its uh, ten step methodology. Uh, oh, we <laughs> Is, well, well, we were very careful not is uh, laughing, but uh, the the objective of uh, every company is selling, you know, uh, so and well, we, selling through uh, through knowledge. So, so that that was my question, you know, if if you can uh, well, uh, have that, it have it as an objective to to sell. Well, let me answer that question because um, we didn't put our ten step content that's for our members into this chat bot. We we didn't think it was appropriate because the, the 10 steps is what our our paid members are paying for. And articles or talk about the process, but we didn't pull from that resource. Yeah, so you're right. We we could direct it more as a selling tool. And okay. I think it's gonna talk a little bit about invent right. Um and maybe down the line, we if someone has a question about sell sheets and needs some help or needs a referral, we, we'll probably start adding those type of things too. Because I do know everybody's asking for reliable resources, not just us, but other people as well. So I, I think it's just the I think it's the first iteration of what you're looking at and going. All right, let's start there. Okay. Let's listen to the you know the input from everybody, because Max. You guys, I'm going to tell you something. He's got some big dreams here. And we're not going to talk about where this is going, but you're going to be surprised what you're going to see next. But this is kind of the first start uh, of what we're doing. Yeah. But the answer One to your question, time. Edgar, you no, no, we're going to move on to V. But you can, okay. you, and Max can correct me if I'm wrong here. But you can, somebody needs to be muted there. There we go. Somebody else. Um, you can change it up to whatever criteria that you want, Max, right? I mean, you can yes. have it, you could have it have an attitude. You could have it try to more sell. You could have it try to more educate. You can have a chatbot do all sorts of things, right, Max? That's, yeah, that's the whole thing about Mind Studio. You can do whatever you can think of. It's about ideas. It's about coming up. You have to come up with the idea and then you can make it. So, cool. So, did that answer your question, Edward? Edgar, sorry. Uh, v, go ahead. Uh, hi, guys. Thank you very much for all of this. It's very, very exciting. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I have a question for Luis. Um, I have two questions, actually. First of all, what is the, the how do the, the right works, the copyright works about the content? Let's say you have a poll and people put in uh, information or content, or are there gray zones? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's a really good question. So there's a couple of things to understand when uh, somebody enters information into your AI, because uh, privacy can certainly be a big concern uh, for not people using the AI and then for people building the AI. You know, um, if I if I upload a thousand articles to my AI for it to reference, I want to know that all those articles are, even though they're public, you know, if they, if they weren't public, that they're secure. So, right. So any, any, let's start with any information that you upload to the AI as a training data is only accessible by you. It's stored securely on our servers and is referenced whenever it is 
uh, accessed via like a data query, right? Secondarily, when so when somebody enters information into the AI itself, so if you have something that asks for your name and like your uh, email and your social security number or whatever, right? Like the uh, the AI uh, that information is only is private to the user. Even the creator of the AI application does not have access to the information uh, being being logged. There is a setting inside of the AI itself that we call logging. And that allows that does allow you to actually log the information that's being entered by whoever's using your AI. But whenever that happens, there is a notification in the question itself that says this is being logged by the developer of this application and so we want to make sure that whenever data is being collected that you're we're fully transparent about when that data is being collected and where that how that data is going to be used the last part the last thing i'll say about uh information is that uh, none of the information that is either uh you know, given to the AI via a user or uploaded to an AI as a creator is being used for the training of the larger models. So none of that stuff is being sent to OpenAI or Anthropic or any of those big companies. It all remains private within whatever you build. Hmm. Well, I, I'm very, very impressed. I love that answer. And uh, I'm, I'm super impressed by that integrity and that uh, I, I feel like you guys are way above the curve of uh, where AI is going. And it, it leads me to my second question that was, is there a way, maybe this is going to sound crazy, but is there a way to embed blockchain as a uh, as, as a block ledger or a consecutive information that is locked in time, if you understand what I mean? Yeah, uh, great question. So inherently on the platform there's not however there we do have this capability that we call functions and functions allow you to essentially code your own javascript into these ai applications so basically if you're a javascript developer you could code a function block that accesses the blockchain in some way via api or something to whatever blockchain you're trying to use so if that's something you're interested in you can certainly build that solution yourself and you're not limited to you know, what's available today on the platform, you can build what, whatever you want. Great. Fantastic. Thank you. This is Thank very, you. very exciting. Thank, Thank you so much. Um, okay, you guys, let's move along. We don't, we don't have a lot of time here. Um, Malin, let's talk about some of the other resources um, concerning AI and patents. I know you've done, a, you're, you're doing a lot of investigating in, in this particular space. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Nice to see you. Um, I wouldn't say I'm doing a particular lot of investigating, but it's impossible, I think, not to have noticed that AI is the hottest topic in every single field. And it's particularly really intersecting with intellectual property. Um, so many of the questions that asked here that were asked here were really great. You know, V asking, what about the IP? Is that, you know, who's storing it? Where is it going? Um, I'm curious about that angle. You've got patent attorneys talking about how they're going to use AI to draft your patents. You've got the USPTO figuring out how it's going to use AI to help patent examiners. And inevitably, and hopefully, inventors are going to lean in and use AI like uh, the tool Max has built, like others are building, uh, to help them invent. And I see this across the whole industry from really large companies that are like, try our, our AI for your company to invent better across the whole gamut. So 
I was hoping just to share with you tonight a few resources that I'm enjoying learning from. Um, like I said, they're they're kind of on different aspects of AI. I myself have used it just a little bit with ChatGPT. It helps me write titles. Um, I should probably be using it more. I'm it's super exciting what Mind Studio is doing and making it um, truly a like widely democratic creative option for people. You have an idea, go and build it. Um, Thank you so much, Louise, for being here, truly. Um, and now I'm gonna share my screen and share just a couple quick slides before we uh, wrap up. Okay. All right, so hopefully you can see on the screen here. First, if you are on TikTok, uh, there's an amazing woman named, she goes by the name Professor Casey. She creates a lot of content about AI and it's really entertaining. She's talking about AI ethics. She's talking about AI in academia, AI in tech, AI and in all these sort of different use cases, AI and intellectual property as well. So she's right here, Professor Casey again on TikTok. You can also find her on LinkedIn, but I find that she's um, the most entertaining on TikTok, I guess. It's TikTok, let's be real. Um, and then on my right side here, I recently met this great software patent lawyer named Robert Plotkin. He is really starting to own the AI space, AI for inventing. If you are working on an AI invention, uh, he would be a great person to reach out to, to talk to really nice gentlemen. Um, recently helped an, an independent inventor secure a massive settlement from Google. Um, so interesting person to know is also creating a lot of content about AI is commenting on what the USPTO is releasing about AI. So I would check him out, follow him on LinkedIn, uh, and learn. Let's hold on one second here. Come on. Okay. A couple others. Um, I listened to a great podcast episode on understanding IP matters. Uh, just the episode seven AI beyond chat GPT. Uh, this was really interesting, a venture capital investor, the gentleman on the right, and a former IndyCar racer and data engineer talk about all the different ways AI is being used that you're not really hearing about. So AI for drug discovery. Um, my favorite takeaway was, as humans, we, we eventually think, oh, this doesn't work, so we're not going to try it anymore. And what AI is uncovering is all those perhaps things that we've decided don't work, well, it's figuring out how to make them work. And so it's it's going back and maybe doing some of that work that humans we've already just said oh can't happen won't be done you know not it's a new new um opportunity for inventing no doubt if you happen to be in and around chicago and are looking to meet up in person to talk about ai with people uh, there's an intellectual property event happening on march 28th um, there is a cost associated however if you reach out to me directly i will try my best to get you you know, a free code to come and join us. It, there'll be people there from the USPTO, from venture capital, inventors, academia, all kind of talking what's going on about AI. Um, and hopefully there'll be innovators there because those are the most interesting people to listen talk about AI, in my opinion. And then I would be remiss, please, Courtney, Coach Courtney Laskovich, she is someone you really should be following and paying attention to. She's using AI. She wants to teach you how to use AI as an inventor. Uh, there's actually an existing IGA webinar you can find on our YouTube channel where she goes in for an hour. I think demos how she's using these AI tools. Uh, really high quality stuff, really useful. 
We're talking recording, recording voiceovers for your promo videos, art for your sell sheet, um, script for reaching out to potential licensees. And on the right here, she also uh, collaborated with Steve to write an article for Inc. Become a Creative Machine. She lists some of her favorite free tools there. Um, so I would certainly uh, take advantage of those resources, which are really tailored towards you, what you're doing, um, and reach out to her because she's probably doing new exciting things with AI already since we last spoke. And that's it for me. Cool. Thank you very much. Okay. Looks like we're just about ready to wrap up. We've got a couple of minutes. But we before have... we wrap up, if just to say it now, if there's anything you want to type in, a, a thank you for Max or Madeline or or Stephen or just all the attendees, and of course Luis actually said his name right. Didn't say Lewis. Um, yay! Uh... I, also, I also want to mention one thing. We we have people that are attending from the Philippines, Australia, Portugal, Canada, UK, Thailand, Mexico basically all around the world, plus every place in the United States as well. So we want to thank everybody for joining us at IGA. We really appreciate it. Um, there's always some great content. I'm always learning, writing down a few few things along the way that I can pick up too. So I just want to thank everybody for coming tonight. Well, don't forget the group shot, Stephen. So if everybody could either give a thumbs up or a wave, I'll go through the screens and take So give a thumbs up or a wave. Come on, Stephen. Give a thumbs up for wave. There you go. Thanks, Andrew. Um, I'm going to do one one last plug too. We'd really love to hear from you what you hey, want to up, learn about. Uh, we already have the next event planned, maybe even April's too. So let us know who do you want right, to hear cool, from, what do you want to learn, please. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, I do highly recommend that you watch Courtney's um, tutorial on how to do different things with AI, creating graphics, creating cell sheets, creating all sorts of stuff. Max, is is Courtney cool? She's awesome. She's my yeah. first coach, so she's helped so much. And that was before AI, so she can help so much more now. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And, and for those of you joining late, uh, we do have a program. There is a link in the chat to a program for K through 12, and it's free that teach kids how to invent. Max was involved in that and Courtney was helping him out. And then Max is now a master of AI. And uh, he he decided to help us out and help create, created Stephen Key Chat. Of course, you gotta give Stephen and Madeline credit for writing those thousand articles, but we couldn't put it into a bot without Max. Um, so thank you, Max. And thank you, Luis. Um, really cool stuff what you're doing there. Yeah, thank you for having me as well. Um, it's a very interesting group. I'm totally new to the world of inventing, so it's really awesome to see all these minds come together. And and Max, uh, what you built is is really awesome. It's something to really be proud of, and I can't wait to see if you know what else you're going to build there. So keep me posted and let us know how we can help. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lewis. The platform's great, and thanks to all the inventors that are here. Because if y'all aren't here, we couldn't. Nobody would be using it, and it wouldn't be existing. So if there's other issues you find that you think AI might be able to help you with, just reach out and I'll definitely think about how I can implement AI and inventing together even more. So cool. thank you, uh, Max, Luis, and everybody. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Thank you, everybody. All right. right. Thank you very much. Thank we'll you. See you next month.
Thank you. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.